fundraising campaigns. Why, why not, and what else they can do for your nonprofit organization. Hi, I'm Bill Stanjakevich, and this is the first day from the fundraising school. Joined today by our Dean Emeritus, Dr. Jean Temple, who is a longtime leader in fundraising campaigns as a fundraiser and as an instructor for the fundraising school, a gift that Jean first generated from the founders of the fundraising school, Henry and Dottie Rosso, who, when they retired, donated the fundraising school to Indiana University. And here we are, thanks to Jean Temple. Jean, great to have you back with us on the Fundraising Schools podcast. Great to be here, Bill. Thank you for including me. And you are a nationally and internationally regarded leader in fundraising, including on fundraising campaigns. And in our uh, fundraising campaign course, we teach the how-to. But before we get to the how-to, nonprofits need to understand the why. What do those early conversations look like? Who is having those conversations? And why should I be thinking about having a fundraising campaign? Well, the bill we say that every all fund all fundraising rests on the case for support, and we teach that in uh, in all of our courses, of course. And and uh, there's research that backs that up that people uh, who give to um, uh, annual funds any kind of project inside the organization they do so because the organization is filling a need, and that's our case for support. That's our that's our rationale, and the the case for support is more important in capital campaigns perhaps than in any other kind of fundraising because capital campaigns have this urgency uh, connected to them. And that urgency typically uh, emanates from inside the institution where there's a, a, a need in society that can only be met by expanding the capital of the organization. And so there, there may in fact be a, a, a need that um, can only be met by a new facility or for different types of equipment uh, that get added to an organization or uh, or, be, or perhaps because the budget needs to somehow be permanently expanded on a regular basis and and that budget can't be sustained uh, from 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 fees, et cetera. So the uh, the organization may want to build its endowment, uh, but uh, but everything comes back to the case for support. Of course, we have to have these conversations inside the organization. Somebody just can't run out and start a capital campaign, although that sometimes happen and happens. And we'll talk. We'll talk about uh, why that why that matters in an in an organization that you just can't start a capital campaign because because <laughs> there yeah. has to be a rationale. There has to be a vision for the future. Uh, I've said uh, uh, on many occasions that uh, th that the research shows us that donors will give they may they they will do philanthropy if there's a vision for the future that improves on the present and that is that is doubly true in a capital campaign. There has to be a reason. There has to be a vision. There has to be somewhere we're going where we can't be today with the funds we have available to us. And so the nonprofit has this vision, sometimes from the staff, sometimes from the board, sometimes from other stakeholders within and externally to the organization. And the only way to fulfill that vision, as Gene just said, is to expand the organization. It could be with buildings. It could be with equipment. It could be with an endowment. It can be uh, many different factors 
uh, in a fundraising campaign that all nonprofits can participate in. You know, Gene, sometimes people think, well, I'm not the big university, I'm not the big hospital system, but really campaigns are a strategy for all nonprofits, right? Um, all nonprofits can participate in capital campaigns. The um, the the, uh, the 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 local theater, the uh, the the homeless shelter, all of these uh, all of these types of organizations have a need for facilities. They have a need for uh, for expanding services. Every homeless shelter has been overwhelmed the last several years. For example, they need to expand into new facilities, perhaps into more facilities, and so every every organization can, in fact. Um, participate in in capital campaigns. Uh, the uh, some organizations can uh, can depend on the community for support. Others have to depend on their donor base for support. And we talk about all of these things in the capital campaign course. Uh, but every organization can, in fact, make use of the capital campaign if they follow kind of the rules of the capital campaign. And that starts with the case for support. All fundraising rests on the case for support and a vision for the future that improves on the present. And then they prepare themselves properly through the test for readiness to, to get to the capital campaign. So that is, in fact, the rationale. That is why we do capital campaigns. Uh, we, don't, uh, you know, we, we do capital campaigns because we want to increase, increase the impact of the organization. We want to, in fact, uh, be able to serve more, uh, more people. We want to meet new and emerging needs in society, et cetera. And we can't do those without modifying uh, our facilities, uh, adding equipment, uh, building an endowment, et cetera. It allows us to do that. And all of those reasons uh, are why the phrases also are used comprehensive campaigns or broadly fundraising campaigns, in addition to capital campaigns. All of that is covered in our coursework at the fundraising school. And Gene, you've articulated informative and inspiring reasons why a nonprofit should do and can do a fundraising campaign. But what are some of the reasons why not that, you know, and, Nonprofit has this notion for whatever reason, but the reason isn't good, it isn't noble, it isn't inspiring like those uh, that you just uh, described for us. Uh, I'm sure you've observed this quite a bit in your career. What are some of the reasons not for a comprehensive campaign? Well, the most, the most, the the, the thing you hear the the uh, most is that um, uh, someone will someone in someone in the organization will say, you know, it's our turn. You know, the other organizations have done campaigns and now it's our turn to have a campaign. And um, people haven't thought carefully then about what's the case for support. So if someone says it's our turn, the, the uh, question to ask is what's the case for support? And that usually will get the conversation started in the direction it needs to start. Or someone will say, well, we it's been a while since we had a capital campaign. It's time to have one again. Well. <laughs> question is, what's the case for support? You can't just have a capital campaign. You have to organize it. You have to go back. You have to find the case for support. You have to do the test of readiness. You have to start start from the beginning as opposed to uh, starting uh, starting somewhere at the end. And, uh, and sometimes there are, in fact, uh, uh, egos involved. I mean, I call this campaign envy. Like, Someone had a campaign. We need to have a campaign. And so, you know, I'm I'm looking I'm looking uh, weaker as a, a as an executive director or as a board chair because my organization is not having a capital campaign. 
capital campaigns have an aura about them. And, and, and very often people associated with the organization on the board and elsewhere, staff, uh, maybe even some donors who are donors to the organization want a capital campaign because it says something, uh, says something macho about about the organization. It says it says we've arrived when you do a capital campaign. So those things are all redundant to the capital campaign and maybe extraneous and outside benefits. You know that we now have arrived, but you can only arrive if you have a case for support. Uh, if you have a vision for the future, if you have a strategic plan that helps you move in the direction that supports a capital campaign. So we just encourage folks, stay with those reasons that Gene described at the start of our conversation here on why to do a campaign. And if you're hearing those campaign envy reasons, those ego reasons, those it's our turn, it's been a while reasons, your professional stance as a fundraiser needs to ask that simple question that Gene has reiterated for us here today. Well, what's the fundraising case for support? Why would we do that? What are those practical and pragmatic reasons? What is that vision? And how is expansion going to help us fulfill that vision? Gene, what other category, as folks think about campaigns, are the, are the intangible things that can happen for a nonprofit? Uh, the energy, the vibe, in a good, healthy way. Uh, can you describe when a campaign is done for the correct reasons and designed properly, what type of signals that nonprofit is sending out either internally to staff and board and volunteers and donors and also externally out to the community? Well, they're off. You'll, you'll, uh, you'll hear reports uh, from staff and board alike that they're energized by a, by a successful campaign, that even, when, even as the campaign is reaching success, when even before it's finished, there is a lot of energy around uh, what's happening, the fact that people are supporting uh, this big idea that the organization is expressing through the case for support, uh, that that they're confident about the future. Those those kinds of things bring back to the organization a um, a kind of energy and aura of success that uh, that that brings that brings people together that think helps them think positively about the organization. What, one of the big things from the public is. That they, when they see a, uh, an organization having a, su a successful campaign, they, they think of the organization in a more positive way. They think of the organization as solid, that it can plan, that it can fix, that it can position itself for the for the uh, for the for the future. And and they're they're um, they give the organization credit for being able to draw in the donors who are supporting the capital campaign. And of course. You know, the result is that, that um, the organization is able to expand its mission. It is able to meet the need. Uh, and once people and donor, donors first and then people out in the community see the organization doing that, that, that creates a whole new base uh, for the organization in terms of moving forward in the future. And in fact, maybe there is another campaign in the future if, if there's a case for support to build on the success of this campaign, this campaign engenders. Um, it, um, it, it's, um, it's one of the, one of the maxims about these campaigns is that they, in fact, uh, put a lot of the organization's reputation on the line. And that's why the case for support and the careful planning at the beginning is so important because, uh, campaigns work, work on a timeline, uh, that the public begins to know about. 
and donors who give to the campaign may be working on a different timeline, especially the major donors. And so it's very, it has to be done very carefully. And if, if an organization fails in completing its capital campaign, it's usually seen, it's usually a negative, has a negative impact on the perception by the community of that organization. So careful planning in the beginning, understanding why we're having the campaign, going back to mission, and then the case for support based on that mission. Those things are really, really important. And then we flesh out the details, the how-tos in our course, Fundraising Campaigns, Comprehensive and Capital at the Fundraising School, one of 24 public courses that we offer. And the campaigns course is part of our certificate in fundraising management. We have three other certificates uh, that we offer at the Fundraising School. And uh, these courses are available in person, online, either in a recorded version or in a live virtual session as well. Uh, those recorded versions avail and online versions available in the United States and anywhere around the world. We also have custom training where we can bring a course like comprehensive campaigns just to you, or we could take some of this course, some of that course, some uh, curriculum tailored just for your sector, your nonprofit, knit that all together into custom training for your nonprofit, your association, your region, your country even, is in our portfolio as well. We have our quarterly webinars and, of course, these podcasts. Thanks to Dr. Temple, we have Achieving Excellence in Fundraising now in its fifth edition. Gene has been an editor or co-editor on the last four of those textbooks. And all this information is available on our website at philanthropy.iui.edu forward slash the fundraising school. I'm always grateful and learn so much when we have a chance to talk with Dr. Gene Temple, our Dean Emeritus at the Indiana University Lilly Family School of Philanthropy, on a podcast produced today by Mike Anthony and Jennifer Boffman. I'm Bill Stanjakevich. Now you are now more fully informed on this first day from the Fundraising School. Mm -hmm.